Blog Talk Radio. Hey everybody, uh, Ultra Life Show. I'm very excited to have our episode today. We have Adam Urbinski, right? To get that right? Close enough. All right, I was listening to your uh, soundbite, thought I had it down. Um, it's great to have you on today. Ultra Life Show is about business and life. Uh, if you're alive, you usually have something to do with business, whether it's uh, you're CEO of a company, entrepreneur, employee. You could be working with the government, but you're always going to be dealing with some kind of business. And life, if you're watching this show, you must be alive. So we find experts from around the world about business and life, and we bring them here for you to learn from and get value from. And thank you guys for listening and watching today. Uh, we have a very special guest, Adam Urbinski. Is that better? <laughs> you got it good. <laughs> yeah. It's like Urbinski. Urbinski. Okay, just like it looks, right? There you go. Yeah. Great. Uh, he is known as the Millionaire Marketing Mentor. He built a multi-million dollar business in less than 10 years, starting with only $194. I really want to hear about that. Um, He had a limited ability to speak English, and he shows his clients how to go from zero to six figures in only a few weeks. That's pretty exciting, right, guys? Um, He teaches almost 70,000 coaches, consultants, speakers, experts, and online marketers how to transform their hard labor-intensive businesses into an automated money-making machine. I love that. And it sounds like your program is called Attract Clients Like Crazy. Is that right, Adam? One of them, yeah. Okay, yeah. great. So how, how did you get started, and what do you mean by you started with 194 That's $194, right? That is correct. Okay, let's hear about that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I have a long story, right? But so I originally came here from Poland, and that's all I had in my pocket. Yeah, mm-hmm. I know exactly how much I had because eating Poland, I, I had two hundred bucks, and uh, this is now in '89. I gave six bucks to my then girlfriend to buy a pair of shoes. Six bucks. People always giving hard time. People always giving me a hard time. I'm like, what a spender you! I'm like, no, you don't get it. Six bucks was freaking fortunate. Like you know, two months worth of salary back then. <laughs> So uh, I landed in New York and um, had a hotel place for 10 days. And the first night I went out and bought a six-pack of Coca-Cola and a loaf of bread. And I think it was almost like $20 in some convenience store. Mm-hmm. And I, to this day, I think I got ripped off. But nevertheless, I can't remember my man. I'm in trouble. You know, because I just spent that, you know, 20% of what I had. And I didn't have a way to replenish it. You know, just like one. It wasn't even the deal, right? Yeah, no. Yeah. So, Sugar. You know, like, when I always tell people, when you don't have much to lose, you have nowhere to go but up. So I wasn't afraid to do whatever it took, you know, hard work, perseverance, focus. And I ended up being in a uh, bakery slash, slash restaurant business. Ended up moving from New York to California and built up a small chain of coffee shops slash bagel shops. 
Uh, we had several locations production planned. We actually at one point delivered product to probably about 17 different companies. Um, and then and I sold the business in 2000. Well, now, how did you how did you start that though? How did you make that happen? I mean, you went over well, that so fast. Yeah, at first I got a job working for somebody else. Then I got a better job working for, again, for someone else for mm-hmm. a bigger company. Okay. And that company wanted to grow, and I kept buying into it, and eventually I bought up my apartment. Oh, I see. So you just turned your money in? Did you, did, you have, did you scrape by to be able to save to do that? How did you do that? Pretty much. Yeah, pretty so, much. Absolutely. <laughs> Great. Okay, just put the panics together and, you know, an opportunity. So, you know, it's like, again, when you don't have much, you learn how to live, live on a on live frugally, right? Mm-hmm. And I think that's kind of a big problem for many people. It's like they want everything now, but you don't realize that you put a little bit together every month, it starts adding up. Sure. And now, for, like for a few years, you know, at, at the end of the year, every year, we looked at, at each other with my wife and kind of looked at, you know, is this the year we're buying a house? And I was like, well, you know, we could. Or, you know, this company <laughs> Why don't we just buy into the company? You know, the house is an expense, right? People think it's an investment, and it is, but it's not the same as, you know, it's not a liquid investment like business. You're hoping for appreciation in business, you've got control of something. Sure. So we bought into the business, and then another year went by, another location opened, and the company wanted to grow. We bought into the business again, and eventually my partners wanted out of it, and I'm like, why don't I just take it over? So. Great. So what, how did that help you with what you're doing now? Because it sounds quite different than what you're doing now. Well, you know what? Business is business, and business marketing is marketing and marketing. One thing I've learned is people always say, like, well, it's a great idea, but you don't understand my business is different. I'm like, no, no, let me just, let me clarify something. My business might be unique, but as a business, it's still the same thing. Let me ask something. Do you have something for sale, product or service? Yes or no, right? Do you need to attract leads? Yes or no. Do you need to convert leads into prospects? Yes or no. Do you need to convert prospects into clients? Yes or no. Do you need to convert single-time buyers into repeat customers, lifelong relationships? Yes or no. Business is always the same. So, you know, what helped me is that I do business on the Internet today. The way, look, we, we, right now, we have just met, right? We are thousands of miles apart, yep. and we are connecting as if we were sitting next to each other. Exactly. That was not a possibility back then. Mm-hmm. Today, you can, if you've got a computer, if you, even if you, if you don't have a computer, you can go to a library and for a few bucks purchase a domain name and start business. The tools that you can start using for free. Uh, when like I had like that, right? Just like that. Exactly. Yep. Exactly. You know, what I had to learn how to do was build out a so you had to have a significant amount of money. You had to find a physical location. You had to invest uh, hundreds of thousands of dollars and months of time to build out the location, mm-hmm. hire employees way before that location made any income at all, mm-hmm. train them, prepare them for the opening, and then promote and hope that customers would show up so you could recoup your investment, right? Hope so. so. And then as you manage that business, you've got ongoing expenses and so on, and you have to make enough to pay for your, uh, you know, utilities, your location, your rent, your mortgage, all of this stuff. Again, today, uh, you can do business from your store bedroom, from a garage, from the library, and make significant revenue with nearly zero expenses. So, mm-hmm. to answer your question, how does that prepare me, how does it help me, you know, I'm significantly better equipped 
than many other people because I actually understand the foundational principles of what makes business work rather than just a few promotional techniques how to send something all on the internet. That's pretty neat. So uh, yeah. 70,000 coaches, how did you get to that number? I mean, that's, that's a lot of, I mean, of course, you, you might tell me marketing, but how did you reach out to so many people? And I'm guessing you, you know, because we were talking about how did we find you, it looks like you have your own radio show, too. Well, yes and not. So uh, occasionally we do what we call Marketing Mentor Show, and we run it exclusively through our Facebook page. Mm-hmm. Uh, but again, to answer your core question, sure. you know, most people completely overestimate, I think Tony Robbins said that most people completely overestimate what they can accomplish in the year and completely underestimate what they can accomplish in 10 years, right? Mm-hmm. I've been doing this work since the year 2000. Uh, I can't even remember the people that came and went in the process. They even tried, couldn't make it, or wouldn't stick with it long enough to make it, and went away. Sure. You know, you ask any, any successful person, entrepreneur, actor, you know, uh, author, any, in any area, any uh, industry, how do they succeed? You know, they've got to start somewhere and then scrape by and persevere, right? Mm. So last week, I was speaking in an event, about 200 people in the audience, and I was teaching them, come, actually answering the question you just asked, which is, how do you get your audience? How do you build them up, right? Up to 70,000. That's not a small number, 70,000 coaches. It's a good number. number. Yeah. Start with first person, and then you start with your first seven and mm. 17 and 70 and 700 and 7,000. You just add them up, right? Sure. And essentially, I said, look, if we were to, you know, let's say that you were, you were capturing people that came to uh, view your show and subscribe and say, hey, let me send you a reminder every week or every day around a show. Next time I have a great guest, I'm going to send you a reminder. Right? So sign up here to get a reminder. And let's say that you now partner up with three other show hosts that okay. do shows on a weekly basis, right? Sure. Well, one week, the four of you together uh, make an agreement that one week all four of you promote just one show. And for a week, you post on social media, you invite all the friends. Do so you think that between those four people, you couldn't, you couldn't figure out how to get 100 people to sign up? Probably yes, right? Yeah, yeah. Now, look, people go like, well, 100 isn't that much. I said, look, oh, isn't that many? I said, look, this so like when I was teaching it live, I said, look, you realize the event we are at is about 200 people. So in one week, you can have hundreds. That's half of this room. That's a lot of people, right? Don't think about 70,000. Think about your first 70. How can you get them? can be of great service. Mm-hmm. But now, week two, the same four hosts get together and promote the other show. So again, now the first host, who now has 100 people following him, can likely put 50, 70, 75 people towards that next show, Again, the other partners come together. Chances are the second host will end up having 125, 150 guests registered. Mm-hmm. And then you promote the third one, you might end up with 200. And then the, the fourth one might end up with 250, 300, right? Mm-hmm. And then you take a couple of weeks break and you repeat the process. You know, you do it twice in a cycle and you end up having 1,000 people on your list. Yeah. And that's a significant number. I mean, you just keep doing it. And did you start doing that? Did you start doing that ten years ago, or did you start doing that recently? 
I, I keep doing it all the time. And again, this is just one technique, right? So I started a decade ago. Now we do different things. I've got revenue to, uh, you know, spend money on advertising. That's what it takes. Uh, what I described to you is essentially fundamentally an approach to joint venturing with other people. Mm. Right? You create partnerships with other people, joint venture with them to co-promote whatever you've got going on. Sure. Now you keep saying uh, that's one technique, right? And uh, you, you might, you might be skipping over. You keep saying one technique, and I'm a marketer too. I understand that. I understand that uh, you might, you not might have to. You should do multiple marketing uh, techniques to get people in. And one thing I was thinking about when you talked about uh, investing in your home, it seems like as human beings or however society is set up, we get really linear. I tried this. I own my home. We just talk about one thing. Um, could you speak to how many other things you do and what's that like? Because I'm, I'm assuming from what you're saying that you do more than one technique and you know that's something that's needed. Yeah, you know, so yes and no, because I actually disagree. Like people, people in fact, it's one of the biggest mistakes, people chasing multiple, you know, multiple flows of income or multiple sources of income, right? And let me give you an idea. In my business, I may have more than one source of revenue. For example, I may coach people one-on-one. -on -one. I may have a group program. I may have a short-term group program and long-term group program. I may have an info product. I may do a live event. Uh, those are all multiple sources of revenue, but they are all circled around one main idea. We teach entrepreneurs how to market themselves, right? Yep. The mistake that people make is, oh, I want to make money coaching, and then I want to sell real estate on the side, and then I'm going to start some sort of app company, and then I'm going to do, you know, make money doing radio shows. It's like, look, decide what are you actually doing, mm -hmm. right? And, and focus on one thing and create multiple revenues around that one thing. So when you ask about multiple ways to promote, that's another mistake. Look, we all get tons of emails today, right? So someone gets an email uh, that, that promises the next best, best thing to slice bread. Like this is, you've got to be doing this technique. You've got to be doing all Oh my God, you've got to do your own radio. Oh my God, you've got to have your own podcast. And people get started. And you know, in every industry, there are significant players, right? So there's someone that's made a lot of money doing podcasting, and now everybody thinks, wow, you know, I've got to have my own, my own, my own podcast. This is where the money is. And they start doing the podcast, and they realize, Wow, it's just like my original business. I have to have an idea. I have to promote it. Mm -hmm. I have to get viewers. Yeah. I, if I want to make money, I've got to have a lot of viewers or listeners or downloads. If I want to make money, I've got to find sponsors. It's not just like I call them and they just want to fill cash at me. It's another thing I now have to promote, run, and manage. So when you would say, you know, what are different ways? I can give you different ways to market. But my thing is find one way first and get really, really good at it. Mm -hmm. And then get it, get so good at it that it actually works, it works well, and you can either automate it or delegate it. And then you focus on another way. And same thing, get so good at it that it actually works, and then focus on another way. So again, look, people start networking, they go, networking doesn't work. No, networking works, you just have to learn how to do it the right way. Or they start doing Facebook advertising, and say, well, Facebook advertising doesn't work. No, it works very well. You just didn't learn how to do it very well. Mm -hmm. Or 
they will do, you know, they will start their own podcast. Well, that was a mistake. Podcasts don't work. No, no. Podcasts work. You just didn't give it enough time. You didn't learn how to do it well. Exactly. They said blog, but blogging doesn't work. No, blogging works. You just need to learn how to do it well. And do it long enough to get traction. Everything. You know, look, you can't have a baby one month by impregnating that woman. Right? It takes nine months. Doesn't matter what you do. That's why we're worried about the day, right? Sure. You can't have a baby during one month by making that nine months pregnant. You've got to get a duration period of nine months. That's mm-hmm. how it works. Mm-hmm. And it, you can't really say how long it will take, can you? Well, it depends on what it is that you do. I mean, sure you can, right? Mm-hmm. So if you do Facebook advertising. Man, if you spend more than a week and you don't get any results, then you you've already spent three days too many on it, right? Okay. Um, but if it's not working, I mean, you're gonna have some results. Maybe bad results, but you're gonna have results. Mm-hmm. And then it's like you need to tweak it and tweak it again and tweak it again. But you know, so look, we we kind of got into the tactical world, but for most people, that's another thing that's like you know, big thing that very few people are addressing today is the world is made up primarily of tacticians. Mm-hmm. So everybody's focusing on what's the latest tactic of the day without having, I, having a good idea about what strategy they're actually focusing on. Mm-hmm. You know, so Facebook advertising, that's a tactic. Networking, that's a tactic. Having a radio show, that's a tactic. What's your overall strategy? Who are your clients? What business are you with? What problem are you solving? How are you delivering your solution? How are you monetizing it? If you don't have the, all of that figured out, you know, it's very hard to make any tactic profitable. Sure. Um, so why are you doing this? Why do you choose this as your business? You know, there is, um, I forget the guy's name, but there was a guy in, uh, in, um, I was going to say it was like mid-1900s, uh, like 1950-something. And he was one of the most prolific bank robbers that ever lived. Mm-hmm. And he's like stolen so much money and committed so many robberies. And when he was finally caught, he is, uh, he's, he's alleged they asked him, like, why do you keep robbing banks? And he kind of looked at the people that asked him the question, duh, that's where the money is. Right? So in love, why do I do what I do? It kind of leads me towards something that, um, you know, I, I consider to be a big mistake. Say I'm passionate about something I'm going to do what to do there. So, you know, I am uh, passionate about photographing reindeer. It's kind of hard to make money doing this, right? Mm-hmm. So uh, what you've got to do is find a way to contribute to society in a useful way. Marketing is something that's very useful. I happen to be good at it. And by the way, my passion is transforming people's lives. Mm-hmm. I just chose marketing training as a vehicle to express it. You know, every time I transform an entrepreneur, I transform a business, I transform a number of lives. I transform the life of that person, their employees, their families, and everybody else that they touch, right? But the reason I do marketing training in my particular thing is uh, it's another lesson I teach people is sell what sells. People buy marketing training. People buy sales training. People need marketing and sales training. So I provide what's already being desired and wanted. I just do it in my specific way. 
Do you uh, feel that's a great answer? You've got amazing answers. Thank you for that. Um, do you feel that the fact that you're an immigrant makes you work harder than people born here? That's kind of an off the wall question, but I meant to ask it earlier. It's something I've noticed a lot. You know, maybe. So I know that, you know, there is definitely the research done on the topic that immigrants tend to um, out-succeed the natives. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I think as people that, that um, grow up here, they don't appreciate certain privileges and resources and, uh, you know, what they have. Like, they, they just don't realize what they have. They take it for granted. Mm-hmm. And probably are a little bit more complacent because, they just they didn't maybe they didn't experience lack in the life right yeah so coming from different countries um you know for me I've, I've seen what lack and suffering could look like mm-hmm. even though you know i was fairly sheltered by my family and, and i kind of came from you know almost non-existent middle class uh from in communist poland but at the same time i, I didn't experience poverty but many people who immigrate here have extreme poverty and experience luck uh, and, and extreme luck. So when they're given an opportunity, they realize, man, I don't have to experience it ever again. I don't have to be poor. I can have anything I desire. All I need to do is roll up my sleeves and go and get it. Yeah. And they're willing to do that versus the native. And they're going, like, oh, I'm not willing to work that hard. Well, I'm going to play you and get what you want. So I'm a native. And I'm uh, I'm born in New York, but I'm Egyptian. My parents are immigrants, and uh, I've really gotten to see how much, uh, you know, I went to Egypt in February, and I've been there before, but as more of an adult now and seeing the contrast, I'm able to have this show, I'm able to do another show, I'm able, I have so much opportunity. And that's what my, you know, he's going through some, uh, a lot of hospital visits this year. At one point, we were arguing. He's dealing with dementia, too. And we were arguing, and he was uh, said, because I wanted you to have a better life. And it really hit home for me how much of a difference my life is here as opposed to it would be in Egypt. You know, just seeing the basic struggles for things there. You can't, you know, the, just with money, sending, like, what we think is so simple, PayPal or Venmo or Square Cash or you name 10 other ones, you can do it like that. Just to send them money for something they paid for is difficult for me to do. They don't have that access. But there's so many different things that, they're, that, that you know, so America is so rich. Would you have anything to say to people that are maybe complaining about their opportunities or where they're at? Wow, do I have something to say to this? <laughs> I can say a lot, but it doesn't matter, you know. It's just, uh, you know, you, uh, you. There's a saying in, in, in Polish. I don't know, you know, in English. I'm like, we well, see, you, you make your bed and you sleep in it too, right? Yeah. So it's like, well, in, in there are countries in the world where you don't have a choice. Mm-hmm. Uh, unless you move, you really don't have a choice. Right? You have to physically escape your environment to start having choices. You can, the things we take for, for granted, like what you can say, uh, what you can do, what you can look at, the, the, you know, the resources you can access. We have a choice. There are parts of the world where people don't have that freedom. 
So, you know, in here, because we have this freedom of choice, if we don't have what we desire in terms of possessions or experiences, we really cannot turn around and blame anybody else. You know, my favorite thing, and I do it all the time for myself, if I do this and point at somebody, the government or environment or whoever, you know, that one finger points there, there are three fingers pointing right back at me. Mm-hmm. So it's not that whatever is out there, it's like, what do I need to do differently to do a job? What do I need to, how do I need to behave and think and behave differently to create different realities? Nothing stops them from that. Someone complains, I just don't listen. I don't have the patience for it. They can complain, but they need to go elsewhere. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's great. That's great. Um, so what would be your, like, your best advice you could give a coach out there? I mean, you listed uh, several different things, but uh, what would you say uh, would be the, the most effective thing that they could do? For their business to well, build their the business. They, they need to do is learn how to sell. Mm-hmm. They, you know, people go and start businesses and they build a business. You have no business building a business if you have no customers. You've got to go and make sales first and foremost. All right, so figure out what are you actually doing, how are you helping people, identify one solution to one problem for one specific type of the person, and then start talking to this type of the person and start offering a solution. If you can't make sales uh, sales doing that, you won't make sales doing anything else. People start building complex websites and funnels and you know, printing brochures and business cards. Nothing will help you with one-on-one conversation with someone where you connect with their pain, with their desires, and you offer them a way to either eliminate pain or bring them closer to the dream. And if they don't say, oh my God, I want it, here's my credit card, Nothing else will help you succeed. So learn how to sell and, and validate that what are you offering is actually wanted in the market. Without that, you really have no business doing anything else. And value. You know, it has value, right? Correct. So we're coming to the end of our show. Uh, for people that are watching and are interested to work with you or connect with you, how would they do that? You know, best place is uh, look me up in my community on Facebook. Go to fastestpathtocash.club, fastestpathtocash.club, or just my main website, themarketingmentor.com, T-H-E-marketingmentor.com. That's great, fastestpathtocash.com, is that right? That's club, C-L-U-B. Make sure that you uh, answer our three questions and I'll let anybody in. Um, this is specifically for entrepreneurs, so people that have specific solutions and they want to learn how to connect with the market better. Great. That's great. And uh, what, what do you do for your clients when someone does sign up with you? We perform magic. <laughs> that's great.
learn money-making streams from trading time on money. Great. Great. Well, thank you very much for being on, Adam. Uh, you're, I think, the first Adam I've had on here besides myself. Um, please watch our show tomorrow, ultralifeshow.com. Uh, you can catch us. I'm sorry about that. You can catch us on blogtalkradio.com/ultralife. You can go to ultralifeshow.com and find us on there. Uh, you can also uh, check us out on uh, Facebook Live. We're on Facebook Live right now. And keep your eyes open for us. Tomorrow, we've got uh, Tyler from an organic coffee place. He will share with us how he got into Walmart and got uh, in about 300 other locations. Thank you, Adam, for being on. And I'll catch you later. You're back. See you, guys.